0: sonoarizing track to drive and go in your greens Staying alive nine to five just live that American dream' We're the plumbers and the hello
1: everybody and, and, teacher, and welcome back to protect the, the shield. shield this is episode 7 I'm Seth Heman joined by Joe Poariillis fun week. Of playoff games in the NFL. I personally really enjoyed the three games a day thing going on. It was great to, you know, wake up at 12 and then all of a sudden it's just, you know, games just straight through until like 11 o'clock at night. So I really enjoyed that hockey season starting up. It's Thursday. The Bruins play in about three hours. So I'm excited. The games last night were all very entertaining um, or at least at the start, the Tampa game kind of got boring towards right. Then, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy that it's finally hockey season. Basketball's in full swing. Huge blockbuster James Harden trade going on yesterday. Um, but yeah, I mean, how, how have you been? How's how's things? We last talked on what Friday? So,
0: yeah, about a week ago, I think, uh, right before Wildcard Weekend. Uh, yeah, pretty much caught at least a good chunk of every single game. I watched most of them all the way through, but I kind of zoned out in the uh, Cleveland Pittsburgh game after, uh, at, you know, in the middle of the second half, just because that was over with to begin with, which I was happy about for Cleveland. But uh, obviously I picked against them in our uh, picks last week, right. but I, I, was I, I got very, like half those picks wrong, but
1: yeah. I was very, very happy actually about that um, with them winning. I don't know. It was just, I'm not a big Steelers guy. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is about them that I'm just, they've never really, you know, I feel like I I liked Heinz Ward when they had Heinz Ward. Um, But then after that, I I don't know. I think that was just kind of after that just slowly started to fall apart for me. Big Troy Polamalu guy. But other than that, you know, Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I was kind of, you know, the Mets fan in me just couldn't, root against the Browns just knowing the troubles that the Mets have had uh ever since I was born and just being able to relate to Browns fan struggles in that sense um so you know that was the that was the main reason I think why I was rooting for them so hard I genuinely thought they had the ability to win that game too that's why I wouldn't have picked them if I didn't think they could win that game um but I mean I was super entertained Um, you know, right off the jump with the with the botched snap right into the end zone. You know, that was I. I was so happy when that happened. It was electric. Yeah, Um, it it
0: was just like that. Uh, Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl. Like literally the first play, and then it was just a blowout from there. I think. I think obviously Pittsburgh sort of scored a little bit at the end, but even still, once it got to like twenty eight nothing, you knew the game was going to be pretty much out of reach from there.
1: So, I mean, from the, the final score was what? It was like uh, 48 to something. What was the final score?
0: It was 48 to 37. So it was we're only 37, 11 points, right? but yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the Browns were pretty much in control the whole time. There were a few spots there where you were looking at it and you were like, oh, geez, like this is actually, you know, the Steelers could come back and win this. Um, but, I mean, just the, the Browns' defense managed to – you know, hold up when they needed to. And I was like, that was what I was really impressed about was how well they did against some of the, you know, I feel the Steelers have a really solid wide receiver core and I mean, you don't have Denzel Ward, who's arguably their best corner. Um, And just the fact that they were able to shut them down the way that they did the run game was non-existent, virtually non-existent for the Steelers. And I mean, it, they just got dominated. The Browns outplayed them. The Browns is the Browns. Um, I have to agree with Claypool a little bit. Like, I don't – like, they're probably going to get clapped this week. Like, I, I don't think he's in a position to be saying that. Like, that's oh, the only thing all. that's bothering me about the Steelers is how much they're talking, right? And then Juju's like, no, I don't regret saying it. i was like, dude, no, just say I shouldn't have said it. There's no reason for me to be disrespectful like that. They showed us up. Like, that's it. That's all you got to say. And it's, Claypool, it's...
0: you know – even though the steelers wouldn't have played the chiefs the next round i think they would have played the, B- the bills cuz yeah the Ch- the uh, steelers were the uh, 3 seed but it's not like the steelers yeah, that, would that have would be an interesting wouldn't game have been clapped but, by the, the chiefs the, like
1: the uh, the battle between the uh, the fraud
0: teams that'd be nice <laughs> well yeah, i mean Roethlisberger having 68 pass attempts for 501 yards that four touchdowns unreal. and four interceptions was an all-time stat line <laughs> i like There are a bunch of people saying that that could have been his last game, but I feel like he said multiple times that he's going to play for. He's got a year left on his contract.
1: He said that he, he said after the game that he plans on being back, assuming that Pittsburgh will have him. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, he, I I don't see why he would retire after that game. The only quarterback that I'm looking at right now is like, yeah, that guy's probably done is Phillip Rivers. And then like Breeze, people keep saying that Breeze is going to retire.
0: I'm kind of like, I don't see it. I, I do. I think he was about to retire last season. And then uh, he, I think he was like persuaded back. Uh, I don't remember exactly where that was, but that I know that was the case. He was really considering it entering last year.
1: I mean, I feel like he's got football left to play. Yeah. Maybe he's definitely not, you know, what he used to be, but when I watch him, I still say, you know, that guy, I, when I watch him, I feel like he's got at least two seasons left in him. you know, like it's not, and you know, that could be a product of the weapons around him, but. Yeah, I just I think that that team right now is best off with Breeze. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, to see going forward. Um, the Rams game I thought was a surprise personally. Um, I expected the Seahawks to, you know, I mean I, I don't want to say that I expected them to blow them out, but I didn't expect it to be like that. Um, I was not surprised to see Jalen Ramsey shut down Metcalf, but other than that, you know, I I just thought that the Seahawks were, you know, I thought their offense was going to do much better than that. And they, they didn't, they didn't produce the way that they had to, to win that game. Um, I mean, it's just been a
0: total flip in terms of what Pete Carroll has planned for in in terms of the game plan. Like, cause earlier in the season, Russell Wilson was throwing, you know, for a ton of yards, ton of touchdowns. He looked like the early MVP favorite. And then they started to very slowly transition back into a more run-dominated team. And that sort of, I mean, as as much as I'm a fan of Chris Carson and as much as I think he's underrated, uh, definitely sort of, I feel like, didn't play to their strengths and sort of took away what uh, Wilson can bring. And he turned the ball over a good amount of times. uh, In the middle of the season, he had that stretch where he had, like, I want to say eight-ish turnovers in two games. So that kind of, uh, that may have forced uh carol to sort of sway the decisions and he did not have a good performance uh in this playoff game you know he he threw the ball 27 times which isn't you know isn't a little bit but it's not a ton and uh right. no, still that's, only at you, you expect him to throw a
1: 35 to 40 in a game right
0: and uh but even on the flip side the rams the golf with his finger he he had nine completions on 19 attempts and uh their their real strength was running the ball. Cam Akers took the ball yeah. 28 times on the ground, 131 yards, touchdown. Just completely destroyed Seattle I on mean, the that's, ground, and that's the only way they could have done it. I think with basically the ever situation.
1: since the ever since Cooks was gone, that's been their identity, right? Like it, they haven't had a solid wide receiver since Brandon Cooks was on that team. When you think about uh, it. what do you mean?
0: I mean, Robert like, like, Woods and Cooper Cup are both very good, receivers. But, but,
1: but, but when I say like salt, I mean like, like, star receiver, right? Like, Cooper Cup is not going to take over again. You know, Cooper Cup might have nine receptions for 70 something yards, but they're all going to be inside slants, right? Like, Julian Edelman I, I, is a I solid think Robert Woods.
0: Re- is uh, I think Robert Woods, I think you're not giving Woods enough is, credit. I don't think he's a superstar in- by any means, but I think he's definitely a clear number one receiver. Number one caliber receiver in the NFL. I
1: don't know. I just i I think there are few other teams with solid wide receiver cores that I would say he would actually be the number one. Um, I like I look at Cooper Cup like a like a Julian Edelman. Whereas like Edelman's a great receiver. He'll be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. He very easily could make an argument for you know Pro Football Hall of Fame. But Edelman hasn't been a superstar receiver
0: for years, right? Like he's well, the what, I don't know. what about Brandon Cooks though? I feel like you're putting Brandon Cooks to a higher degree than Woods Brandon, and Cub.
1: Brandon he Cooks to a
0: significantly higher degree? He's not oh, a superstar. When he
1: was when he was in LA, oh absolutely.
0: I don't know. Well we're what he had you like do, three like,
1: straight thousand yard receiving seasons. He wasn't
0: in LA for that long though, right? No, he he
1: was only that was the streak where it was like he literally played for one team a year for two four seasons, yeah. years.
0: So he had a, yeah, he had twelve hundred yards uh, and five touchdowns in twenty eighteen, and then he played in fourteen games last year and had only five hundred yards and two touchdowns, and he was a thousand yard receiver again in uh, in Houston this year. So he's a, he's a good receiver, and he was definitely you know, but. I think even with uh, – even while he was there and while he may have been the leading receiver, I don't think he was, you know, on the level of, like, Julio Jones or Antonio Brown.
1: No, no, no. I'm not not trying to say that he is. I'm just saying, like, Brandon Cooks is pretty much always going to be the number one guy on the team that he's on. Like, I mean – you. Will Fuller kind of had a better season than he did this year, I would say before he got suspended. So I feel like Will Fuller was definitely felt more like the number one guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And he wasn't gonna be the number one over Hopkins, of course. Right. Um, But no, my point with it is just like Robert Woods and Cooper cup are like, they're good receivers. And I don't mean to say that they're bad. It's just when you think of, you know, team, like when you think of the Rams, you're going to think more of the rushing attack, right? Like you, you, I don't, think many teams look at Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and say oh these guys are electric they're studs of you know a receiver right like I just don't think that the identity of the Rams has been a passing offense since Brandon Cooks left
0: yeah I I can see that I think I, I even with Todd Gurley though even when when Cooks was there I feel like Todd Gurley was really the lifeblood of that offense he it really was built around him and Jared Goff you know just not turning the ball over a ton of times and being somewhat efficient as a passer more so than, you know, strictly on cooks or just the three of them as a whole. So I don't know that that's seems like, I don't know. Yeah. They, they ran the ball 43 times yesterday and only attempted 25 pass attempts. So that's, they really play to their strengths. Mm Aaron Donald, he left the game. Did, do, have you seen anything about what he, what his status is uh, for uh, this week?
1: The notification I got said that he was expected to play.
0: So I mean, I, 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 unless he was like really debilitated, I doubt. Unless he had uh, like
1: five cracked ribs, there is no way he's missing this game.
0: Right, and even, you know, if, if Matt Stafford can play through, however many broken ribs he did this year, I'm sure Aaron Donald, who's much younger and much just better as a, play, and much, just such a huge force. Even if he's at, you know, 75, 80%, he's going to be better than most of the players on that field. Yeah. So that'll be, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see how much that does limit him, if he is dealing with uh, pain or is restricted in any way. But I don't know. They're playing against the Packers. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll get to the division round previews in a little bit. That's,
1: so the, that'll be an interesting matchup because, the Packers' offensive line is pretty good, but they are missing. Isn't Bakhtari out for the year now? Yeah, Bakhtiari's um, out. Yeah, yeah, and he's a he's a big piece on that on
0: that offensive line. Um, but so he, the, he's a tackle, and and uh, Donald's you know obviously an interior lineman. So, right, they it, it depends up on directly.
1: It depends on how they set up their pass protection, right? Because when you think about it, if Donald set up, you know. Um, over the, uh, over the guard, it, it, that doesn't, you know, they're, they're going to double him. Right. You know, if he, but if he set up over the guard and they keep the, um, and they run like a screen I don't, you know, it depends on where the the play is going. Right. You know, that he's going to have to get doubled. It doesn't necessarily mean that the center is going to double. Right. Like the tackle could very easily double and, and, you know, they, they move him around a lot, but uh, you know, it's just it, the whole, my saying that is more along the lines of when you're missing a guy that bit, right? So the think about it this way, right? The guard knows that he's got Donald over him or, you know, off to his left, depending on how they're set, you know, which gap, you know, ABC gap, whatever. He's going to be thinking of the tackle, right? The, the guy that they're slotting in you know, the, the backup guy, right. He's the, you know, he has to be aware of what's going on there. I don't know how good that guy is. I'm not an expert on the you know Packers offensive line. Right. So his mind is not necessarily going to be fully on Donald and he's going to be thinking a lot about that end. And if he can help him, you know, help the tackle against the end at all. Right. So that that's just, that's what I mean by, you know he, he's a big piece on that offensive line and any time that you're missing someone in any spot it's going to affect the other oh
0: yeah definitely and uh they were the Packers were tr- trying to address that uh they signed uh Jared Veld here he's he was he was gonna be yeah, I didn't the first player oh. the, the, like the first player um to play for two different teams in the same postseason because oh, really? he played. Yeah, he was on the Colts practice squad. He was elevated for their game this past weekend against the Bills. Obviously, they lost. They uh, their season's over. And since he wasn't on the Packers or wasn't on the Colts' 53-man roster, the Packers were able to sign him and have that's him play in this weekend's game. Except he tested positive oh, COVID-19, so now he's not even going to play. But that would have been nuts, just like uh, literally being on a different team. A week later is ridiculous and that's yeah sticking with the colts going back to the bills game we kind of we both picked the bills but we kind of like nailed it in terms of we were both kind of hesitant about like are they really going to blow out the colts like the colts could really (laughs) make a statement and they they left points on the field they they they, uh went for they went for two at i think at one point at maybe one or two points to uh, not
1: kick a field goal at some point, right?
0: Yeah. They, they went for it on fourth down and it backfired. And uh, Rodrigo Blankenship also missed a field goal at one point. So they left, a. they they easily could have won this game. If, uh, I I mean, Reich is Frank Reich has always been an aggressive coach in terms of play calling. And when you're going up a team that's as electric offensively as the bills, you know, sometimes you need to take those risks. And, uh, if that, if you want to beat them, but you know, if this played out in a few different ways, they easily could have, made the upset and just crushed Buffalo the, the city of Buffalo and the fan base even more than they already have been over the past 20 something years.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been preaching it all year long. Josh Allen is not elite. He's just not.
0: It's uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know it, if it was all on him. I, I think it was more the, it
1: is all Stefan
0: Diggs. All I mean, Diggs had Diggs had a pretty good game and, it, and they still, you know, it still came down to the wire and Allen himself. He put a pretty good, uh, yeah, he had four, three seventy, three hundred seventy-eight 378 total yards, uh, on the air, and the ground, three total touchdowns. Uh, he was, he, he was moving the ball. He was doing what he normally does. I don't think that all came down on him.
1: Just, I don't know. When I watched the game, I didn't see it as, you know, it wasn't that he was moving the ball. He was just getting it where it needed to be. Be right, like it's not. He, I didn't see him as making these. Well, what was he supposed where, to do?
0: Put no, it no, where but it's I'm, not I'm, supposed to be. Thing,
1: like, when, when you think of elite quarterbacks, right? Like, when we're thinking of elite quarterbacks in the NFL, we're thinking Tom Brady, we're thinking Drew Brees, we're thinking Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, right? What do all those guys have in common when it comes to the quarterback position? The ability to thread the needle when they have to, right? Every single one of those guys can make a pinpoint pass through coverage. When I watch Josh Allen play, I don't see him making those throws. His decision-making, I also think is flawed, right? There was that one touchdown that he had. um, I forget if it was, that was this game or it was this game. Yeah. Where he was getting tackled and he just flicked it into the end zone and it was end over end. And the guy somehow caught it for a touchdown, right? That's awful decision-making. You have three defenders directly in front of you. You have no idea if there's a safety lurking. And you're just gonna flick it into the end zone like that, on an arc. What was
0: the? Uh, what was the? Like, what point in the game was it? Like, what? What was the I, score? I, I feel like I context. Don't. Like, if they, if it was late and they were down, then sometimes you just gotta, you gotta make those types of throws. He completed seventy four percent of his passes at, on a right. But what Saturday I'm saying is that he's Sunday. not like. Sunday? Saturday? That was the first game, Saturday. He's not right?
1: threading yeah. – like, I don't look at compl- – like, if we're going to talk about completion percentage, as a metric of how good a quarterback played in a game. Yeah, I'm Cam not saying Newton that. Cam Newton was but, one like... of the best starters for the Patriots. Like, like d- dude had a career high in completion percentage this year. But no one's sitting here saying, oh,
0: Cam Newton had a great year. Yeah, but you got to take volume into account too because how often was he throwing the football?
1: Probably not as much as um... – uh, Allen was because the Patriots were significantly uh, you know, more run heavy offense
0: this year. But... And Josh Allen is the Bills running offense at this point in the season. He carried the ball more times than single ter- Devin Singletary and Zach Moss combined. He had 11 carries. The other two combined for 10. He had 54 yards. The other two each had – they had 21 each. So that's more combined yards as well. And he's been – he's literally just taking over the offense. Yeah, obviously, you know, he could have he could have some bad decisions here and there. I'm not saying, you know, he's the perfect quarterback, but to say that I just, when I, the Bills when I losing that game him, would be on him, I don't know if that's exactly the case.
1: I don't. Know, it's just I, I watched him make some of these throws, and they're wobbly, and they only would have been caught, you know, in the situation that they got caught, which is the guys just wide open. Um, it's looking to me as though that touchdown – Let's see three yard touchdown. Uh right tackle. That looks like a running touchdown. Josh Allen passed deep to Diggs. Yeah, so that it was in the first quarter. Was that first, in
0: this game? Or for, just first early quarter in the season.
1: Three yard. Uh, yeah, they were down three nothing on like the three yard line. And I'm trying to see if so. It was
0: touchdown. Oh, why not throw it into the end zone? If you're that close, like. No, uh, but I'm saying you don't flick it like that. Like it's, it's an irresponsible play to be getting
1: tackled with three defenders in front of you. With so right, Like, think about it. If you have three defenders in front of you, yes, you can probably make out the helmet of your player to know that he's there. And you probably know what the play was, right? So you know that he's supposed to be waiting there and also he was upright at first right so he could see where his player was but if you're upright and all of a sudden you're getting tackled and there are three defenders in front of you you cannot see where the safety is right so there there could be or there even could be a linebacker there just could be another player waiting there you don't know where they are and if unless you know for sure where that guy is you either take that sack he was like two yards behind the line of scrimmage right like this difference between being on the third three yard line or the five yard line, right? Like it's not, not really that big of a difference, right? Cause you're not going to punch one through the middle on a three yard, you know, on the three yard line, right? You're normally going to punch two, maybe one yard line. So it's just the decision-making there. That's not a good decision to make it paid off, but against a better secondary, that, that pass is not going to fly. You know, when, when we're really, you know, when you're playing the chiefs, right? Tyran Matthew is not going to, you know,
0: let that pass get caught. He's either going to knock that away or pick it off. But I feel like, I feel like you're just nitpicking, you know, one player in particular. And well, Alan, I'm, I think I'm he's that one developed into a player of where he can that make that, that type does. Of- and I just, I,
1: I, watch him throw the ball and I don't see it as, you know, he's got a cannon, right? I'll give him that. He could throw the ball hard. He can throw it far, but I don't, when I watch the throws that he's making, they're not necessarily always that, you know, perfect tight spiral into the exact spot where it needs to be. A lot of the times it's a wobbly throw just in the general vicinity and the wide receiver has to make a play. When you have a guy like Cole Beasley, who's I'd say a top five slot receiver in the game right now, you have Stefan Diggs, who is a top five receiver period in the game right now. That offensive line does a good job of protecting him most of the time. You're going to end up seeing the quarterback Look better than he's actually playing. It, you know, when you actually watch the games, he does not look as good as the stats this year indicate.
0: I don't know. I th- I think the fact that he he attempted over a hundred more passes. I think like a hundred something more passes than he did the year before, and his completion percentage went up by eleven percent or like ten percent. Yeah, because he gained a top five receiver in the NFL. But it, he's throwing more passes, and he. Yeah, and he's going to throw, throw more passes
1: because Diggs is going to be open more. But, and he got Cole Beasley.
0: But to say that he's making poor decisions, and I'm not trying to say that completion percentage is the only metric for a good quarterback, but to say that he's been irresponsible with the football on a wide scale in a general sense, obviously he's going to make some risky throws and maybe it's not the best idea and he'll do that at times. But to say that he's I'm not he doesn't saying take care he's, of the football and that he's been I'm not trying to say risky that he throws all the time. Of, right, I'm not, not saying that he does that all the time. time. That's, That's not what
1: I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that he does it too much to be considered a top quarterback.
0: Well, what about when and I don't mean to compare him to like Patrick Mahomes, but like when Mahomes does the, you know, the side arms and like the those all his other like flashy passes and stuff like that, like those are those are just as risky. Has he ever gotten picked off on any of those? Has Josh Allen gotten picked off on
1: most of them? All of any of it? Like, it's... I mean, I think that the there's a difference because it's the... When you throw a no-look pass, you know that your guy's already... Like, he's not throwing... The the difference to me is that I don't think Mahomes is throwing no-look passes. just willy-nilly, right? I think he knows where his guy is. He's seen the defense. And then he looks away to look off the safety. And then he throws it, right? Like that's—I I don't think that when you say no look throw. Yeah, look, I'm not saying no he's—I'm like, not
0: saying he's making that every single time. It's just you know they're, these guys are making risky passes, and you know from time to time. Otherwise, they're you know doing what they doing what they need to do to to get them to win and just passing I know, efficiently I just, and I, I doing feel well. Like,
1: I feel like Lamar Jackson got a lot of hate in his first year for the turnovers and the decision-making and not being as good of a passer. And to me, I don't think that
0: Josh Allen is getting, but is he turning the ball over? Like that's like, he's not turning the ball over at at an insane rate. His, his interception percentage was lowest than it was the lowest of his career, even though it's only been three seasons, but he took a tremendous step this season just across the board.
1: But that doesn't, that doesn't mean like, to me, it doesn't mean that like, not turning the ball over does not mean that you're not making bad decisions right because I, I th- this is what what I look at on that team I see Cole Beasley and I see Stefan Diggs and that's two guys who um, I mean Beasley less than Diggs but like if you make a bad throw Diggs can make up for it
0: I, I, I think to an extent sure but it's I don't I think obviously you can credit um you can credit Diggs for some of that, but I think just Alan progressing as a quarterback has, I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think it's just strictly because Stefan Diggs is there now.
1: I mean, look, I, I think he's better. I'm not saying that he's not better than he was last year. I just don't think that he's elite. And I don't think that, you know, he deserves all of this hype that he's getting. Nah, I mean, I mean he had the second most interceptions of his career this year.
0: So yeah so that's what 12, 10 and nine or 12, nine, 10. If you, if you want to go sequentially, that's not like he's played three seasons to say it's a sec, like the second most is, uh, and in, in a, in a range right, of where so it's three interceptions, like
1: you don't want to like, he's averaging more than 10 interceptions a
0: year. I mean, I don't, what, what's, what is interesting and not to, not to say it's a direct comparison and going back to my homes again, but I did see this, uh, pretty interesting stack that he had 16 dropped interceptions this year. like he threw 16 oh, yeah. passes
1: Mahomes this year had more dropped interceptions than anybody has ever had since they started counting the stat.
0: yeah I mean that's uh Just say
1: what you will about that right I'm not trying to say that Patrick Mahomes is you know that's not the argument I'm trying to make here I'm not trying to say anything about Patrick Mahomes I have never said anything about Patrick Mahomes because I haven't watched him play enough to actually make that you know I think I've seen Josh Allen play enough to say, you know, in the games that I've seen him play, I don't know that he's really been all that
0: amazing. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess we'll agree to that. I, I, again, I don't think he's like the – I'm not saying he's the best quarterback or anything, but I think with what he's done this season, he's definitely deserved the praise and recognition that he's getting and the respect that he's getting as a quarterback.
1: Whether Uh, that'll, whether that this is just
0: a one year peak and whether it'll continue, I don't know. I I haven't, you know, I'm not one to judge that. I have no clue how defenses will adjust, how he'll take it, how, you know, the whether defense start to play more to digs if it really is about digs. But this season and it going into this game, I think he definitely deserves that type of respect.
1: I don't know. I just think that there's no proof right now that anything that's good that's going on with that team is fully because
0: of him and that's something i'm not saying it's fully because of him either but there's a there's a reason that they're they've been suffering for so long and if
1: it was if it was if people didn't think that it was fully because of him he would not be receiving the praise that he's getting right
0: now it'd all be digs that was getting the is anyone but how can you fully say like He's getting it because for, for one, I, I don't think anyone thinks it's fully him. Like it's not that I've seen anyway. Obviously he, I just, because I, he's people, the quarterback well, and because it's the he's most, real,
1: he's such a good quarterback and he's, he has be been this MVP.
0: year. I don't think he has been, he really has though. The, the numbers in the play and just looking at him play, you know, but obviously, I, don't know
1: I feel like you can put half the quarterbacks in the league into that offense and get similar results. I didn't see him do anything this year that I don't think most of the other starting quarterbacks in the NFL could also do. All
0: right, well, like what? It's. If I mean, I, I don't. I, 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 that are that argument is because so, people have been using that against like Mahomes for like if you put Mitchell Trubisky in the in the Chiefs' offense, then Trubisky is going to be like Mahomes or better or something. Like it's. I'm just saying I need a better offense, be a bigger City. sample
1: size before we start saying that Josh Allen's elite, because nobody was saying it Fine. after the first two years, and there's no way he makes that but jump he, on his own, right? Like, like because here's the thing though, it, it'd be one thing if the offense was exactly the same from a personnel perspective this year as it was last year, but the wide receiver core is 20 times better this year than it was last year. So it makes sense for him to have a significant jump in his numbers.
0: Sure, but that I mean that if anything, yeah, that'll aid, but it doesn't if you've got a bad quarterback, it doesn't matter what your receivers are. It doesn't matter what your receivers do. They're 13 and 3 for a reason. And obviously you can't you can't fully say, oh, Josh Allen is the only reason that the Bills have made such a big leap this year. He's a major reason because he plays the quarterback position and that's the most impactful on the field. But obviously you have to credit their defense. You have to credit Sean McDermott. You have to credit Stefan Diggs. You have to credit all these other people. And I think from what I've seen, people are doing that. But to completely discount Allen's you know, improvement and his contributions this year, I think is just isn't right. I mean, I'm not trying to just completely discount it.
1: I just don't think he deserves the MVP conversation hype, right? Like, I think, I think there's just not. I I think there's too much of the credit being given to Josh Allen.
0: All right, fine. I think, I think we'll. That's that's an agree to disagree. I think we sort of hashed our points out there. Um, What else is that? What? Yeah. So we, you know, the Bills just got away. I, I think the Colts played it. You know as well as they could um obviously leaving some points out in the field so maybe not as well as they could but you know it was a close game but the bills should have an interesting matchup with the they're playing the ravens right in the next round yeah yeah that'll be
1: that will be interesting because it's a real matter of you know can the ravens recreate what they just did to the titans and you know can the uh I don't know. It's really all up to that offense. I feel like the Ravens defense is just going to be the Ravens defense, right? Like I don't see them doing any different this week than they did last week. It's going to be all up to Lamar Jackson
0: and what he can do. Yeah. They they both have similar games. They're both uh, pretty much the better, the best rushers on their team. Obviously Lamar rushing for a thousand yards, two seasons in a row, puts them, you know, a step above in that category, but they they're still, impacting their offense uh, tremendous ways and just relying on each other. So that should be a fun matchup. We both had the Titans beating the Ravens. And uh, I I obviously thought uh, Derrick Henry would have a much better game would just like he did last year, sort of run all over the defense, but they really did a good job of keeping him in check. And if they're able to do that again, obviously they're, they're facing much, a much lesser running back uh, group in, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and really only have to worry about containing Josh Allen and uh and Yeah, uh, I mean, I think the big difference there
1: though is you know, the the Bills are a little bit more one dimensional anyway, right? Like when you well, I shouldn't say that they're more one dimensional. It's just that they're one dimensional in a different way than the Titans, right? Like the Titans rely on Derrick Henry for much of the
0: offense. Don't yeah, think anyone's I, I wouldn't call the Titans one dimensional. I think Tannehill's been well I I it's not that they're they're a run for, they're run heavy run first they're, they're absolutely run heavy
1: run first but everything like I think that Tannehill's a good quarterback for that team and I think that their wide receivers are really I mean AJ Brown is unbelievable mm-hmm. but you saw it in the game this weekend if they are forced to pass the ball they don't like if their only option is to pass the ball and they can't get the run game going they can't win. Right? Like, mm. that, that's what I mean by one-dimensional. Whereas, like, if you're a team where one of the facets of your offense isn't working and then all of a sudden you can't win games, you're one-dimensional. Steelers, one-dimensional. Right? Like, if one of their – if they couldn't pass it, they weren't going to win it on the running. And if they weren't running, they were not winning it on the passing. You saw that this weekend. To me, the Titans, clearly – if you know, Derrick Henry can't get over 100 yards, they can't win a game. So when I look at – but the big difference with the Bills is it seems like even though they don't really have the run game – I mean, I think that if you're the Ravens, you're running a spy for most of the game, right? You just got to keep Allen contained in the pocket and make sure he's not running free and he can't extend plays, right? To me, I feel like the Bills are better at not, you know, like the Bills run game is never really on, right? Like their running backs are never, you know, running for 200 yards in a game, but they still win a lot of games, right? Their passing makes up for it enough in that sense. Um so i feel like i feel like the ravens are going to have their hands full right that that that's to me the big difference between the titans and the bills is yes the bills are you know one dimensional in the sense that their quarterback is the main part of the offense and if you know from both rushing and passing standpoint um but i, I just i think that the bills have a, are much better suited to oh we can't run the ball all right we'll just pass it on you um it remains to be seen what would happen if a team fully shut down their passing attack. That's something that hasn't happened yet. Um, so you know, who knows? I don't know that the Ravens have the personnel to do that.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, looking at the offense too, even though Lamar has been you know electric, and I'm not, I I, I would like to say you know it, he won this game, or he helped the, he helped the Ravens win this game. It was his first playoff victory. Like, good for him, but. You know, people automatically saying like, "Oh, he can't win in the playoffs." Like that narrative is out the window. You can't like, you can't like, just say that after one playoff victory in yeah. the
1: wild. Yeah, I mean,
0: and I'm not saying he can't be a winning quarterback in the playoffs. I, you know, obviously that remains to be proven. But to say, but to say, just one playoff victory is it completely flips the narrative around is ridiculous. You know, if he, if he wins this game, if he gets the AFC championship and it's close and, you know, maybe they, they lose if the, you know, if the chiefs are there and it's a close game, then yeah, sure. You can start talking about it, but one game, one win, you know, isn't like, I I don't, I don't see how that alone flips the narrative. How many like Tony Romo with the Cowboys, he was, you know, not viewed as a winning quarterback in the playoffs. He still won at least two or three playoff games, I think in his entire career. Just one or two games or two wins doesn't mean anything. It's about getting deep into the playoffs that matters for that. So that's yeah, one thing I I mean, add about that. But
1: well, I mean, Romo won more than you know, two or three, right? I mean, no,
0: he did, no. didn't. No. Really? Wait, anyway, let me. Like it. When was his last season? Twenty fifteen, because Dak took over in twenty sixteen. So. I, uh. He uh, he finished two and four in the postseason. Really? Wow! Yeah. I can't believe he only two played playoff six postseason games. Because they never made it far. Like, like I don't get what the
1: <laughs> it. I don't. Like, I just. I feel like. I feel like Dallas is. You know. I don't. I don't know how. The uh, has anyone won? He never
0: advanced beyond the divisional round, and I don't mean to like you know put this on Tony Romo, but like no. no it's, yeah.
1: No. I'm just. I. I feel like. You, not to say that Dallas has been great over the past 20 years, but I feel like in my lifetime, I don't know that anyone's won the NFC East more than they have. But clearly, if they only made it that, to that division, six playoff games, then that's not accurate.
0: Yeah. That division flips. Uh, literally, there hasn't been a repeat division winner since like yeah. 2003 or 2004. So that one, right. Yeah. That division, you know, completely flips around. And even still, they, they've never been you know 2016 was the closest they were to you know actually contending for anything despite what everyone I mean, their Des fan base it,
1: says. so that's all i'm saying
0: sure but i don't <laughs> that that still wasn't a super bowl team what like no, it I know, wasn't not. i i i don't even remember that play. i remember that play happening i don't remember like i've not seen the visual for it in a while so i don't i don't really have a firm stance on that i'm just glad that they didn't i, I, win, I saw it the other day cuz it was
1: it was the However, many year anniversary from the catch, like mm. last weekend, and I was watching it. I was like, "How the hell was that not a catch?" Like I was watching, I was like, "Really? Like we didn't, we, we didn't give
0: that one to." Him? Um, that I mean, that was a. It didn't didn't something happen with uh, like Calvin Johnson like a couple years before? I have no like a idea. year or two after or before or something like that, and it was ruled a no catch, and the Cowboys benefited benefited from it
1: oh i had no idea all i know is that when i watched that des play i think he caught it and you know for all i know that calvin johnson play, calvin johnson like i'm not saying that to be like i'm not biased towards the cowboys i'm just saying when i watched that play i think that was a catch um but yeah you know it's to me when with the lamar jackson winning in the playoffs conversation i don't like he shouldn't really get the credit for that win you put up 20 points your defense held the leading rusher in the NFL to 40 yards
0: and, and you don't get credit sure and and regardless even if he did like throw for you know did 300 throw, yards
1: did he throw for over 200
0: no but I, he rushed for a good amount if i remember he, he correctly. rushed for like
1: 167 or 147 or something which like is that.
0: nuts but yeah, like
1: no like not to take and away and i'm not from giving that. yeah it's yeah
0: just, no, I agree with you. I agree that the defense obviously played a much bigger role. He, he yeah. rushed for 136 yards in the touchdown, which is still ridiculous. But my point is, like, whether he was incredible or whether, you know, he played like he did last week, it was, it was yeah, a good what game. One game is not proof enough. To... Exactly.
1: Now, if he had thrown for 400 yards, rushed for 100, had three or four passing touchdowns, I would say okay, he won that game. We can stop saying you know Lamar can't win playoff games, but he didn't put together a performance where I sat there and said, "Oh, Lamar Jackson won this game." Um, I, if anything, he played further into the narrative of people when he got drafted saying he was a running back.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I I think they're building their his their offense around his strengths, and he's obviously no, I'm not saying that they should be doing
1: that. I'm just like wh- when I. Cause if that wins you games, I be, be my guest, go win games. Right. I just, I don't think that we can say that Lamar Jackson's the one that won them that game when they only put up 20 points and he didn't even break 200 yards passing. Like, did, did yeah. he even break 200
0: yards passing? No, he didn't. And, yeah, exactly. I, and obviously, you know, I've been bringing up Josh Allen's completion percentage and whatnot, but obviously stats don't, don't always tell the whole story. I, I still think obviously if, if I could have him on my team compared to the current options, I'd take him a hundred times out of a hundred. I mean, yeah, I still think he's a good quarterback, you know, but
1: uh, probably 80% of the quarterbacks in the league.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, and I still think that, and I'm not saying like, he'll never be, you know, a winning quarterback in the playoffs or anything like that. But I think, you know, like all the stuff that like people were just saying, Oh, he finally did it. Like he finally, uh, you know, shook off the narrative and obviously getting the monkey off your back in terms of getting your first playoff win is significant, but to say that the whole narrative has changed. I, I don't think you can say that yet, unless, no, you know, I don't, until, I don't think you can if they get, if they get blown out by the bo- by the bills next week and uh, Jackson has a bad game, then I don't think that narrative changes. You know, he won a game, but he still didn't do enough to bring them over the top. And yeah, you know, we'll see. I think you're right. We'll see how that goes, but I, you know, it can get there, but we'll see. Um, and one more uh, quick thing. I think you know. I don't know how much you want to talk about. I the 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 Bucks uh, Washington football team game. At least from my perspective, was pretty cut and dry. Uh, I mean, Tampa's the better team. Their offensive line played really well, even though they missed some holding calls. But
1: and that that was that was the difference, right? Like, I mean, um, Chase Young had what like one quarterback hit. Something like that. Not even.
0: Yeah, I think so. Something like that. He just,
1: they couldn't, they couldn't get enough pressure on Brady and that was it. Like when I, like they had a chance to win it at the end, if they, they you know, you if mean, they ended up getting, you know, two, three sacks in that game, that's a, that's a, that's a different game. They, they, they easily the could team have won. did that. have
0: three sacks, I think at least. Um, it's just, they're, the Bucks offensive line, um, just just won that battle they, they've they been protecting yeah, they Brady all, all year long um I think the I think the whole like media thing where like Chase Young was calling out Tom Brady was completely overblown oh I think my the, god yeah I think the you know I feel like that was more just excitement to play in that game and the excitement absolutely to, it wasn't it I don't and people saw it as like a disrespect thing I like it I didn't get Dude, that at I all. Don't, that's just I, not who I don't he know is who started wise. the
1: the he's chirping Tom Brady thing he was like, "I want Tom." I'm like, "Yeah, if I'm if I'm an up and coming defensive player in the NFL, I want to prove my stuff against Tom Brady. Why wouldn't right. I want to
0: play the goat, right?" Like, and and like people were billing it as like, "Oh, the Bucks won the game," and Chase, like, it's not like Tom Brady was dodging, you know, oncoming defense. Like, it's not like he was, you know, hey. him himself beating Chase Young. And I, 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 you know, you give credit to the offensive line because they've been. Pretty good all through the season, especially in pass blocking, pass protection, if I remember correctly. Um, but, you know, the bucks they had the better players. They were just the better team coming in. I was pleasantly surprised by Taylor Heineke. That was really fun to watch. It was yeah. the best quarterback performance by a Washington quarterback in at least three years. Uh, I think, obviously, Kirk Cousins, while he's not, you know, the super elite quarterback, you has like had good that. performances. Um, but not since – literally 2018, even though Alex Smith was winning games, he wasn't, you know, electrifying the crowd, even electrifying the offense, even before his injury. The rest of 2018 was a disaster. 2019 was Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, just nothing. And 2020, you know, Dwayne Haskins was terrible. Kyle Allen was underwhelming. Alex Smith was on one leg. So to see that all come together, especially in a playoff game was really fun. That said, I'm not ready to anoint him like the next franchise face as some fans have been scrambling That's to do. Fair, yeah. Like it's, it's one game. I think he's been injured in like, he, he has an injury history. I'm pretty sure, but um, I would like to see him back in camp and be at least a backup. I think he's earned that wherever he goes in this off season. If he is signed yeah. elsewhere, I think he'll be a, I think he, he pretty much earned himself a backup position for, the next five to ten years, if you know, depending on how things roll, which I is mean, good I for think him. he's
1: earned himself a, a quarterback competition somewhere. Sure, right? like he sure. can easily, you know, compete. I'm all for that.
0: having him compete in camp. It's just, you know, if another team throws like throws him a three million dollar deal and like, a, or no, like a three year deal for, I I don't know, I I don't, I don't know the whole money amount, but like if it's a if it's a significant like amount a
1: year, yeah, you're yeah, paying like for it, yeah, years. exactly. If
0: it's like fifteen a year. I'm not like, I don't want them to get into a bidding war with anybody just, right. just for that as, as great as he was, if we can get him back for like a cheap backup level type of deal, then I'm all for it and he can compete and do whatever, but people got blown away with that. But I'm, I don't yeah. know if, if they can somehow nail down the quarterback position in one way or another, uh, it's going to be, they're going to be pretty good next year. So I'm looking forward to that and hopeful that they'll do something about it. Um and then Ooh. I think the have we been through? We didn't get to the Nickelodeon game yet, but did we get yeah, to? Yeah, I mean, I
1: don't, I don't know if there was much to discuss in any of the other games. I think we're good to get on to picks. So last week, in the six games, whoa, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait real quick, just my, I, I just want to share a few thoughts on the Nickelodeon. Oh, on the game. broadcast, good yeah. lord! <laughs> did you did you watch the Nickelodeon broadcast at all? No, I did not. Okay, then then we I'm can make this quick because we did a. We did, I did see some stuff that like online that like parents and, uh, you know, were saying like, Oh, this is the first time I watched football with, uh, my kid and they really enjoyed it. So like in that aspect, I feel bad, like making fun of it. And there, there wasn't a lot to make fun of. I think, uh, it it was sort of what you expect. I, I didn't, um, going in, I thought there would be a lot more like distractions and like animations than there actually were, uh. It was a little bit overblown at times, but uh, yeah, I guess that's just what they, what they're trying to market to. The broadcasting team was pretty good. Um, the Nickelodeon actors uh, who were a part of it didn't really add much, but I think that's not really what they were brought to do. I think they are more to like make it fun for like the Nickelodeon kids that are watching there and they're oh yeah one of them did a barack obama impression and the other one did a cardi b impression and this was before halftime so it was just i don't know that was just uh something and i don't know if you heard about young sheldon explaining the penalties no i did not that young sheldon show like
1: i I, I, I know of young sheldon i'm aware of the show they, they
0: filmed i don't watch it i have no like other kind. i didn't even watch the i've only seen a few episodes of the big bang theory so i'm like totally removed from that universe but they took the kid and filmed him in front of a green screen in explaining what offsides was what holding was what you know any any of the major penalties and the first time those penalties occurred his like just torso would pop up on the scoreboard and be like Holding is when the offensive lineman like gains ground by like illegally, you know, gripping or, you know, he explained whatever in technical terms and was like, this is my favorite type of penalty because of X, Y, and Z. Like he, he was just adding some like some jokes to it to make it funny. But like, first of all, how many Nickelodeon kids or seven year whatever target audience is watching young Sheldon? Like I yeah, think that I was know. more of like a Nick promotion because I think it's on Nick at night now, which I, I don't know. It was so like all over the place. A lot of people were like, I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. It was just, and, and there was no like lead up. There was no buildup to it either. It was just like they were doing the play calls and then he pops up the first time. And it's like, what, what is happening right now? Like it was the, you know, I, obviously if people enjoyed it, like that's great. I watched it purely out of curiosity. If they do this again, I'm probably not going to watch it again. So the, the ratings, I feel like I'm not the only one that watched it out of curiosity. I feel like a ton of people were like, Oh, this is new. Let's see what this is all about. If they do it again, fine. I think the ratings are going to plummet uh, from what they were um, this past weekend. But I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was interesting. I don't want to criticize it too much, but cause it wasn't for me. It's not really, it wasn't for right. me to enjoy. Um, but it, it, it was interesting to say the least. So, it, you know, I think they will do it again mitch Trub- mitchell trubisky winning the nvp oh
1: that was so... nickelodeon
0: valuable player what the, heck was that? the fa- why'd they leave the- i don't know why they left it to fan voting because then you're just welcoming like a troll job and i don't even know what uh he he had worse stats th- he had worse passing stats than lamar i'm pretty sure and you yeah, well... lamar ran for 100 yards <laughs> trubisky did not so um that was that was interesting uh but yeah that's that's all i'll say about that we can get into uh yeah, so this weekend. I
1: believe we tied last week we both picked Buffalo um, you picked the Rams or do we both no pick I,
0: I I picked the Seahawks oh, okay so I, we I both
1: picked Seattle both yeah. picked Tampa both picked uh, Tennessee yes both picked New Orleans and then I picked Cleveland you picked Pittsburgh so I am actually up one yes um so I've got four wins uh, I'm four and two you are three and three. Um, we will start with the, uh, Saturday games. So first game on the schedule is Rams against green Bay. Um, I mean, I, I feel like green Bay's got this one. I don't think that it'll be, you know, I, I, I mean, it'll probably be competitive in a sense, but, um, Whitworth is questionable. Donald's questionable. Cup's questionable. Uh, linebacker Justin Lawler is on injured reserve. And then uh, Ahmad Brooks is suspended. Mercedes Lewis is questionable. Wagner's questionable. It's, he's a tackle. And then Bakhtiari, of course, is out. Um, so I feel like the injury game definitely leans towards the Packers. Like, I feel like they're better off on that side. I don't think that the Rams can, you know, unless Jared Goff is full strength with that thumb. I don't think the Rams can keep up. So I feel like the Packers have this one.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Uh, they're, you know, top seed in the NFC. Obviously, seeding isn't everything, but they're they've proven they're the better team this season. Um, Aaron Rodgers is just balling out. There's it's going to be hard to beat that, uh, especially if your top defensive player is limited. Obviously. Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams is going to be a really intriguing matchup yes. because they've both been arguably the best at their respective position this season. I think you could, make, you could easily make the case for either of them if they're not the outright uh, favorites for that, just in terms of how Jalen Ramsey has been shutting down opposing wide receivers all throughout the season. So if they keep him on him, that'll be a really interesting matchup, which could help determine the, the outcome, because if he's able to lock down Devontae Adams – there aren't many other reliable targets to throw to, but even still uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. I, uh, yeah, that's, that's the individual matchup I'm most intrigued by. I think this entire weekend um, just in terms of like on the field directly head to head, because obviously quarterback matchups are one thing, but it's, you know, the quarterback against the defense and the quarterback against the defense. So like in terms of one-on-one literally head to head matchups, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, but I still think, uh, yeah, Green Bay's got this one. So,
1: yeah, Green Bay has been picked by 75% of the people in the CBS playoff pick them. So, yeah, I think that's the pretty much uh, general consensus. Uh, next game is Baltimore and Buffalo. Uh, I got Buffalo. I feel like their defense is good enough to at least limit the production of uh, the Ravens offense. I f- kind of feel like Buffalo's defense is better than Tennessee's. Um, and so I just, I, and I think that Buffalo's offense is better than Tennessee's offense, especially, you know, when, you know, if they scored 13 points with Derrick Henry rushing for 40 yards, I feel like Josh Allen can probably get, you know, at least 40 on the board. So,
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they, obviously that the game last weekend was a bit of a close call, um, in terms of the bills and, uh, the Colts game, but, um, yeah, this one, this one's tough to call, I think. I think the Ravens, as much as I keep on saying, like Lamar's not a, hasn't proven anything in his playoff narrative or hasn't proved as much in his playoff narrative as uh, other people are saying. Um, it's still like, they're probably the most alike quarterbacks just in terms of their dual threat running ability and passing ability just being the most legit two-way running backs in the league. Obviously, I'd give Lamar a significant edge in the running category. And I'd give Allen, you know, the edge in the passing game. Um, but yeah, I, I, agree. I I'm going to go with the bills. I think they've really made a strong run um, and pretty much for all the points you just listed, I think their defense is stronger. And I think after playing it so close to the Colts, I think they're going to come out, you know, even more intense, even more on fire um, after that close call, uh, last weekend. So I'm going to go with the, uh, bills.
1: Yeah. Both these teams are on five game win streaks. Uh, Buffalo only lost one home game this year. Baltimore only lost two away games. So it should be a good one. I think it'll be close. Uh, but yeah, definitely Buffalo winning then on Sunday, the three Oh five game Cleveland against Kansas city. Funnily enough, more people picked Cleveland to beat Kansas city than picked, uh, Baltimore to beat the bills. So keep that one in mind. That's funny. I don't think that's going to affect either one of our picks in this game. Yeah. Um. I just think that's a really funny thing to look at and be like, Yeah. You know, wow. That's th- probably just a lot of people who are kind of riding the, you know, the the Browns train. I think Kansas City pulls this one off. Um, you know, I, I don't think it'll be a blowout. Honestly, I I mean, assuming Denzel Ward is back, assuming Stefanski's back on the sideline, I think that the the Browns should be able to you know, keep it close. Um, and when I say close, I mean 14 or less, I would consider it to be close. Anytime it's less than a two score game, I consider that to be close. Um, so, I mean, I I'd say it's probably going to be like a, I don't know, like a 30, maybe like a 35 to 20, game maybe 35 to 26 something like that you know like you know i don't think it's going to be a super big blowout i just don't think that the browns can uh keep up
0: with uh kansas city's offense yeah and obviously they're getting they are getting stefanski back uh they are getting are they, i think they're getting most of their players back that were out this weekend so that'll definitely help yeah. them but even in that case uh kansas city's kansas city i they've i you know, Mahomes has not the played. Chiefs
1: is the Chiefs?
0: Yeah, exactly. The uh, Mahomes—he hasn't played in two weeks. He sat out Week 17, and obviously didn't play last weekend. So I don't know. If, I, I'm not too concerned about that. I think uh, it'll be interesting. You know, if he comes out a little rusty, but even if he does for whatever reason, they pro, they proved in their playoff run last year that they're very capable of coming from behind nearly any deficit. Um, I picked the Chiefs. To win the Super Bowl before the before the playoffs started, that's not going to change. With even with the Browns, Uh, Mahomes is not going to throw the ball to them four times in this game, uh, like Big Ben did. And I'd be very shocked if the Chief Center snaps the ball behind Mahomes' head on the first offensive play of the game. Uh, I think what the Browns did is, you know, to be respected. I think they've definitely turned a corner, something to build off of going forward. Uh, But it's going to be pretty difficult to go against the uh, Chiefs there. So I'm easily going with the Chiefs here.
1: Last game on the schedule, 640 on Sunday. This is the most interesting game, I think. I think this is going to be far and away the best one to watch, Um, far and away the most competitive. Whether or not that means high scoring or low scoring, couldn't tell you because who the heck knows. Um, But if there's anything the last 20 years have taught me, it's you don't bet against Tom. So I'm picking Tampa here. I don't even know that they're going to win this game. I just can't on principle ever pick against Tom Brady in a playoff game. It's just – it it's just feels stupid to me.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm really torn both ways because uh, last week uh, when we gave – when we you know quickly gave our Super Bowl picks, I had the Saints against the Chiefs. Um, but then I remembered after the fact that the Saints beat the Bucs twice this year. And I don't know. Don't I don't want to call Tom Brady three times in a year. You don't beat, you don't beat anybody three times in a year. The, 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 yes. I don't know when that's, well, a, I, I mean, that's I don't know, happened. man. I feel like,
1: I feel like if the chiefs played the Washington football team twice in a year, but and they're not
0: okay. It's it, the, <laughs> the point is that your, division rivals are the only yeah. team are the only times you can play a team uh, three times in a year. Right. And those games are more up in the air to begin with. Um, Obviously the Saints were able to handle they, both teams are coming off pretty weak playoff opponent, at least relatively speaking, weak uh, playoff opponents from the previous week. Yeah, I mean, um, let's not
1: forget that New Orleans basically won 21 to 3, right? It was a last second touchdown. Yeah, no, so. yeah
0: that, so they're it's it's gonna be an interesting one. I'm man, this this one I'm really I'm really struggling with. Uh but mm, you know what? Just to, just to make it interesting, and just to just so I have a shot at potentially tying things up in the picks uh, round, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Saints here and stick with my gut of them meeting in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be shocked at all if, the, if Tampa wins. Obviously, you know we've spoken about beating Brady three times, beating anybody three times. Um, so at risk of falling even further behind in this picks matchup, I'm gonna just roll the dice and try to make it a little bit different and uh, opt with the saints this time. But man, I, so we're going to feel good about betting against Brady, but we'll, we'll see.
1: We're going to check in once again here. So are you keeping your, so I believe my Super Bowl prediction was Packers chiefs and you were saints chiefs, right? That, yeah. That was the so,
0: since I've saints winning, then yeah, I'm going to go. So, with so chiefs, you're
1: keeping so. your prediction the same. Okay. Yes.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to go with my gut there, but man, I also that, that's am gonna be currently tough. standing Pat um on my prediction so
1: both of us are still alive in that we're super competitive in this hope you enjoyed this episode hope you enjoy yourself some hockey 11 games i think tonight maybe 10 games i forget which one i think um, like I, that, it's, yeah. it's 10 because the dallas game got uh bumped out so 10 hockey games tonight i don't know how many of those are on national television i will be watching that bruins game i'm sure joe's gonna be watching the caps game yep. uh quick the, prediction the bruins
0: saying to, uh who are the Bruins playing tonight again? We have Jersey. Jersey, so okay.
1: Quick, quick, quick predictions here. Uh, I'm going to predict who's going to win the Boston game. You're going to predict who's going to win the Washington game. Oh, I think the geez. Bruins win this game. I don't know how close or you know. I feel like at least three goals total get scored. So I'm going to say like three to one Bruins with the empty netter.
0: Yeah, I did not. I did not think too closely about the uh, this game coming in, uh, but I'm. I'm just going to go with the Caps tonight. I think it's going to be the first look at first real look at Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel. So that's a little bit of a scary thought uh, going in. Uh, But I think uh, the Caps have typically started out strong in the past. I don't know off the top of my head how many season openers they've won in a row, but it's been at least it's been at least two or three uh, the past few years. I think I'm excited to see, you know, how Chara fits in with the uh, defensive unit, how that how they all play together because we've got a pretty good group of individual defenders, but how they all play together, it's going to be interesting to see. I think, you know, compared to all the other teams in the East, Buffalo isn't at, isn't quite at the level of uh, some of the other teams that are all contending for top spots. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to uh, predict and, and hope that they start out strong here and take down Buffalo. Do you want to score? I don't I don't know what the, I'll, I'll say four two. I'll say four-two caps. Four-two. Okay. So, four.
1: all right. Well, there you have it. There's our first NHL picks of the year. Uh, hope everyone has a good, safe weekend. Have fun watching some football. Have fun. Have fun watching some hockey. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week.